Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. I woke up to the morning sky first. Oh, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am, you had better. Let's get them up, get them going. It is warm outside in Austin, Texas. Near temperatures near 70 degrees as you get up and out. Humid this morning as well. Fog in the forecast. Uh, but we'll get you up and out and ready to roll on this Tuesday, the 27th of February. We are fast approaching uh, the NFL Scouting Combine on Thursday. NFL free agency around the corner. We'll dive in there. Looks like it's going to be a bumper crop of running backs on the free agent market. We'll discuss, including the Dallas Cowboys uh, involved in that conversation. So talk plenty of uh, college basketball. Huge game for the Longhorns tonight in Lubbock. Texas women, big one of their own tomorrow night in Norman. We'll preview, talk some college hoops as uh, the madness of March fast approaches. Also we've got uh, some baseball, uh, football as well as we get this thing rolling on a Tuesday. Appreciate you being there. Wherever you find us each and every morning, however often and uh, however long you can stick with us. We appreciate you doing that, whether it's on 1019 FM, could be AM 1260. And, of course, you can always find us digitally at hornfm.com and always on that easy-to-use Horn app. Just download it to your smartphone, touch of a button. You've got us locked in uh, digitally and uh, crystal clear right there at the Horn app. Appreciate you doing that, sharing it with a friend as well as we get you rolling on a Tuesday morning. Uh, crank this thing up. Our five-hour morning-by-morning conversation begins right now. And look who it is. He's made his way through the fog into the Onion Creek OC compound here in South Austin. He's ready to roll right on time as usual. Our shutdown corner out of the 713 down in Houston, Texas. DB High down there. Also uh, on his way to DBU right here in the 512. Uh, lifetime Longhorn on his way to the NFL for uh, half a decade and now doing, gosh, uh, 15, 17, 18 years of great radio and media here in Austin, Texas. He is... Uh, our man, Blackstradamus, he is the football theorist, the proud pop of Baby Monroe. Good morning, Rod Babers. Good morning, E. I appreciate the, uh, the intro, and also I uh, appreciate the hospitality as always. Uh, yeah, on a Tuesday, man, i got to get into some Texas basketball discussion. They Ooh. are they are bubblicious. Texas men's basketball, but the Texas, uh, Texas women. Going to be a one overall yeah, seed, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Texas men's basketball, yeah, they're bubblicious. Big game coming up tonight versus Texas Tech. So we'll talk about that and preview that. But, of course, Com- Combine and the 11 Longhorns headed to the Combine and all of the uh, discussion around who's going to uh, showcase and improve their draft stock. We'll get into that. We'll also get into an article. My man C.J. Vogel wrote a great article over at OwenTexasFootball.com. We'll get into when we go behind the burnt orange curtain. Um, also, uh, there's a there's a – there's a particular trend that scouts and coaches are paying attention to. We'll do that when we go behind the Bernard's curtain or Roger Ram today. I'm not sure we can throw it in which one, depending on how much time we have. So got a lot to get into, but of course, like we do all the time, every morning and we're proud to do it uh, say thank you to those who serve our society our society built on the selflessness of service so all those out there who are serving in any capacity god country or community just want to let you know we appreciate you there are so many of you these soldiers first responders the 
teachers, the nurses, officers of the law. Uh, you know who you are. We can't name all the people in all the professions, but we can say thank you. That's the least we can do. We don't say enough. No doubt about that. Thank you uh, for up and out. And as we always say, give us a shout out on the text line. We'll shout it out for you. Someone who deserves that pat on the back and a little, little shout out as we start our Tuesday morning. Uh, 512-447-3776. How you can hit us up. Appreciate you being there as well and a lot to do this morning uh, as we dive in. It's warm. 68 degrees already? Hey, man. What the don't heck be, are we doing? Is this hey, spring? Don't what is April? Don't, don't complain about that. I like that in February, man. I like it. <laughs> it's I'm February. all about it. I'm a, I'm a warm-blooded, warm-weather guy. I learned that. Unfortunately, being shipped off to all the cold weather places in the NFL, uh, you know, playing in New York and Detroit, uh, and having to play in Denver. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was not. I mean, you get used to it, but oh no, no, I, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather sweat. I don't know, I'd rather sweat and have to take two showers a day in Texas all day every day than, than live up north. I can't do it. Yeah, well, I'm I mean, a, that I'm is a warm climate guy. I think I that just, is something it, our uh, our yeah. audience doesn't uh, fully understand that you know. You know you 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 grew up where you grew up, then you chose to go to Texas, and then after that, when you you get the oh, good fortune man. to play in the NFL, you don't really get to choose. You don't get to choose. They choose they, you. They, exactly. <laughs> you got to go wherever the work is. Yeah. You literally go where the work is, and oh man, all the work was. Tampa Bay was the was was the spot. Chicago was cold. Everywhere I went, it was cold. It was always cold. I was like, damn it, it's cold. Got to get back to the swamp. You're from swamp people. Oh man, I was like, come on, some of the warm weather teams, man. Cool Rod B. I don't know what in my game made me attractive to go with the team. Now, but you got it. Obviously, that's one of the, the elements of football. You got to get used to it. But I don't know if I ever got used to it. I don't know if I ever got used to it. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I ever truly got used to it. I think you could tolerate it and you can build up a tolerance. But, man, sometimes some of them games at, you know, at Lambeau Field, it's, it's a factor. Yeah, late in the, late in the, late in the year, playoff time, it. It plays a role. Yeah, it makes sense. It does. It plays a role. Well, especially it, if you – I mean, back, back in the mind of some of those guys, it does. <laughs> and you didn't grow up in it, so you grew up in it. You don't grow up in it, man. You don't really – you know, you don't have that. I don't know. Some people got just a different – they got a different coat. Yeah. yeah really well, if you grow up in it, you build that, right? I mean, yeah. it's just kind of how that you, works. You probably got a better tolerance to it because you uh, grew up eight in years, it. Eight years. The first eight years were in yeah. the mean streets of Akron, Ohio. Yeah, but, oh, uh, man. Cut. That's, that's harsh. Then I got to Texas when I was eight and, uh, you know, thin, blood thinned yeah. out. Man, we shut it down down <laughs> there it when it get cold down here. We shut it down. No, we shut it down. What is it? Uh, what? We shut it down. Shut it down. Well, darn near 90 degrees today and humid to start oh, uh, I love uh, it. This, 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 Friday, this Tuesday morning. Hey, let's get to the headlines, trending topics to start the morning. Lots to talk about, including the NFL. Let's get Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring you the top news. We start in the NFL, and according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, multiple reports yesterday, he says the Dallas Cowboys not expected to use the team's franchise tag on running back Tony Pollard for a second consecutive season. And not a big surprise, but still some news, which means the 26-year-old will likely test the free agent market when the league year opens next month. He won't be alone. According to Adam Schefter, the uh, Giants are not going to tag Saquon Barkley. Raiders won't tag Josh Jacobs. Derrick Henry of the Titans also going to be on the market, as will Austin Eckler from the Chargers. So safe to say a robust running back market uh, this offseason and the league year opens. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up. DeCollo Troops just three days removed from getting blown out at Fog Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence. Rodney Terry's Longhorn men struggling, headed into an even more hate-filled environment tonight. They'll roll into Lubbock to face Texas Tech for the final time as a member of the Big 12, maybe the final time ever. The fan blackout is planned at United Supermarkets Arena. Students have been camping out for days in anticipation of the showdown, the 157th meeting between the two schools. Red Raiders are 14-1 at home this season, boasts a three-game win streak over Texas. Longhorns moving off drop five of their last eight are firmly on that NCAA tournament bubble with four regular season games to go, including tonight's game, which tips at 8 o'clock. No struggles for the Texas women. They've reeled off eight consecutive wins. 
wins for head coach Vic Schaefer. They've risen to number three in the latest AP Top 25 poll behind just South Carolina and Ohio State. They're going to clash with Oklahoma tomorrow night in a massive game in Norman. If the Longhorns can get the road win, they'll move into a tie at the top of the standings with the Sooners. College Hoops last night, big Monday, big win for the Baylor Bears on the men's side. They went into Fort Worth and took down TCU 64-52. Thought that was going to be a high-scoring game, turned into a defensive struggle. Bears get the win there. Big one for uh, Scott Drew's squad. At UFCU Dish Falk Field tonight, 15th-ranked Texas baseball team. We'll wrap up their season-opening eight-game homestand, hosting St. John's at 6.30. David Pierce's horns haven't allowed a run in the last 28 innings. They enter tonight's game with a pitching staff ERA of 1.66 and a pair of honors yesterday for the Big 12. Staff ace LeBaron Johnson Jr. was named the conference's pitcher of the week. He tossed eight shutout innings with eight strikeouts last Friday night. Third baseman Peyton Powell was named the conference's player of the week. He had 471 with three bombs and eight RBI in four games last week. Tonight's matchup with the Johnnies comes ahead of a trip to Houston this weekend at the Astros Foundation College Classic at Minute Maid Park. They're going to face third-ranked LSU on Friday, ninth-ranked Vanderbilt on Sunday, and the Texas State Bobcats in between. Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. A new year and a new store. Come see our new Buta location at 200 Trademark Drive to rent, buy, or repair any construction and lawn equipment you need. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, what do you think is the biggest factor in the game tonight for Texas men's basketball? I'm going to throw out their backcourt guard play. Yeah, Max Aismas. Well, Max to be Aismas. more specific, yeah. uh, they, he's got to yeah. play better. Yeah, Tyrese Hunter, is, he, he, he had a nice bounce I mean, nice back performance. I mean, it looks like, even though, I mean, Texas has lost their two, last two road games. But, um, yeah, they need to, a strong backcourt performance. They need a fast start versus Tech. Two things they have not yeah. done, right? They've been behind early in both. Uh, yeah, that's, the, that's to me, my two keys. Yeah, and, you know, and the Aceman's has to find it. I mean, he's your, he's your bucket, right? He's your guy. He and Dylan DeSue are what the offense is supposed to be built around, and he's really on a, on a pretty, pretty, pretty bad cold slump right now. You can credit the Big 12's defenses for figuring him out a little bit, right? The more tape yep. you put out there, the more uh, Big 12 coaches and players are going to adjust to you. And, uh, no, they need him to get going. I mean, they can't, they can't win without him. I don't think there's any doubt he, you know, he's on a stretch where he's eight of his last 32 from the floor over the yeah. last three games. And uh, Max Aismas, you know, he plays 35, 37 minutes a night. He's got to get you, he's got to get you buckets. This is going to be among the most. Have they been in a road environment that's going to be this ruckus, crazy, and wild? This hostile? I don't think so. I mean, right? Gosh. No, not, not, not yet. Yeah, they don't like Texas in the yeah. first place. And now <laughs> it's, it's the last, last one. It's the last one potentially it's ever. La- oh, it's going to be their last mo- chance at them. <laughs> emotionally charged. It's going to be a souped up, emotionally charged environment. It's it's that it's going to be on steroids. So I, they I better be ready for that. I don't know. Will it rise to the level of you know um, two years ago or when Chris Beard went back for the first time and it was mm-hmm. just. You, chaotic and yeah uh i don't know but but you know they don't oh. like to, I mean, yeah they, you're right i don't know if it'll rise to that that's a good point i don't know if it'll get to that point because they had they had a personal time. oh yeah, yeah it was yeah, personal yeah. It, was a, it was personal this this is just you know you know i hate you know they hate texas and of course that's every school in the big 12 so i don't know if it's as personal you're right i don't know if it'll get there but i think because it's the last time 
that they're in the foreseeable future they're gonna play. I think that's why you get the emotional charge, and it's gonna. They, I mean, it's it's always wild down there in Lubbock, anyway. I mean, I can tell you that from personal experience. <laughs> Did you ever camp out to go to a concert or a game of any kind? I don't think I no, don't. Man, I, I've, I've never done that. I'm not a long line guy. I don't. Me either. I'm not lines, patient enough for that. Yeah, long. I know some people are attracted to long line. They love it. Like, ooh, let's go see what's in there. It's a long line. It must be great. And I get it. I mean, but I'm not. That's you know, I'm not. You know, I, the, the, honestly, the longest line I think I've waited for for things is probably barbecue. But <laughs> <laughs> Franklin, <laughs> Franklin's and like Valentina's. I was like, all right, I'll wait in this line. I'm gonna miss it. That's probably my the longest lines I wait in. Other than that, I'm not doing it for an iPhone. I'm not doing it, even though I'm mean, absolutely I'm not video game. It. Uh, but I'm just not a line guy. Every now and then I'll do it. I know I, but I I used to love going to theme parks. Like I like roller coasters. I don't know if I can do it anymore. I haven't done it in a long time, so I don't know if my old things you could do back in the day. I don't know if you could do when you're 40 something, but. I used to love it, and then you had to wait in lines and stuff like that. Ty I mean, Henderson, our producer, back, back at the Horn headquarters. Did you ever uh, wait in a long line for a game or a concert? Has that ever been – is that your uh, M.O.? No. No. I, I would never do that. Yeah. Like that the people sense. that would stay up for college game day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come oh, on. Yeah. Come on. Can't do it. Just yeah, to be on I, TV I just, for like maybe two seconds? Yeah, I don't have that in me. I really don't. Don't, don't the students do that basically for Texas football games sometimes, like the way they do the ticketing? Time no. No. Not, okay. I mean, sometimes you have to get, when I was there, you had to get there. So, like, for the LSU game, for example, I got there probably two hours early, had a good spot in line, and they kind of yeah. just opened up the floodgates. And uh, I, I still I still didn't get a seat. And at that point, they are like, all right, we'll just go find one in the stadium. I ended up yeah. finding better seats anyways. but that, Oh, so they just let every, you get, you get in. Well, no, well, the, you got in, and then they were like, well, now we're, the student section's at mass, max capacity. Like, sorry, uh, but you're already in the stadium at that point, so we Yeah, just, no, what are you going to do, kick you out? Yeah, we just sprinted around the stadium before <laughs> trying to find a seat, an open seat before the game started. That's actually pretty – that's a great loophole. Damn it, that's good. Yeah. I don't know if they still do it like that. That's nice. I like that. I'm trying to remember who, because I remember – as a kid, my brother camped out at the Astrodome to get some tickets to some rock concert. Oh, uh, uh, there you go. And I, I didn't stay. Uh, he, he stayed, and I, I remember I went with my my parents to drop him off and pick him up. But he didn't have. I mean, How old was he? Uh, I wasn't even old enough to. I don't. I don't even. Remember, it was like they let him stay all night to get some what? tickets to the Astrodome. Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a great. You Welcome know what? to the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I feel like that would be cool in the '80s, though. Yeah. For some reason, that's, nowadays, that's that's, that's lost its luster or see, coolness factor. Because now you got to get online to that, get the tickets. Now you got to like yeah. camp out and get in line to you get physically tickets. get tickets. That's back. Gates open at nine. Those are back in the day, kids, when people used to hitchhike and it was considered safe. <laughs> and, yeah, you could you could hitchhike and it was all good. Like no, now they. Oh, yeah, hitchhiking know, was cool. Now, now you can't. I mean, I don't even see people hitchhiking. And if they did, they yo your success rate has got to be dropped. You know, down, down to the at least no, literally, the, the half remember, a percent. We'll go back to when I grew up in Ohio. I remember my dad picking up hitchhikers. <laughs> like, we'd be in the back seat of the car. We'd pitch up, pick up, pick, pick people up. No, it was exactly. They were going into town. <laughs> Come on, man. You, you guys could have been on Dateline. I know. <laughs> Come on, Dad. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Different, just a different world, kids. Different, different. Yeah, we were in the back seat without seat belts That's or car right. seats or any damn thing. It didn't matter. Doctors smoking and stuff. Yeah, in the hell hospital. yeah. That's about, uh, Cigarettes. They had, they had ashtrays on airplanes back then, man. Everybody smoking it up. Oh man, different. Seventies, baby. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, this says I live in Lubbock. Students have been camping out since Friday. Oh man, for this game. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, man. They're hype. 
they are high. They camp out. They they are dedicated. Maybe and, it will rise to the Chris Beard return level. We'll see because it's the last one. And they're not doing that for trust me. They go camp out that low. They go get their money's worth. I mean, they're at least their time's worth. Trust me, yeah. they're gonna be they're gonna be crazy. This says guys have spent the night outside the drum when I was a teenager to get concert tickets. Van Halen. See. Parents, parents used to do that kind of stuff. Now parents would never let never their let their kid do that. <laughs> Camped out for Texas Notre Dame in 1996. Thanks for nothing, James Brown. <laughs> Should have just handed it to Ricky. Just uh, give the ball to Ricky Williams for at, crying out loud. At what least, are we doing? At least then you get a show. If you, even if you lose, hey man, let Ricky have it. Dude, come Run on, John Magovic. If you're you're gonna go down with oh, James man. Brown throwing interceptions and not handing the ball to Ricky Williams, just give the ball to Ricky. <laughs> How hard is that? <laughs> Camping out at Waterloo Records for tickets was a thing here in Austin. Ooh, yeah, Waterloo Records, still right down there on Lamar. Uh, legend, legend. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I just said I can't believe like that was a thing back in the day. That was a thing. You can let your kids camp out overnight. <laughs> Weren't even old enough to drive, probably. You get to camp out. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice excuse to throw, Bob. I guess you could go. Well, to, to extend this out, my first actual job where I got paid for a job, I was like 11 or 12 years old, and my mom and family uh, they used to drop me off at the uh, football stadium where our high school uh, teams played down in Cy Fair, and I would sell newspapers. Like, oh yeah, I, I, it, yeah. I, I would stand there, and I was like, "Well, they could get like a paper machine," uh, but <laughs> I would stand there, and it's because it's where everybody would park and get on the park and ride bus. Yeah, so it was people just right yeah, foot traffic. And my dad worked for the Houston Chronicle yeah. for you know. 30 years so, it's uh, track, yeah. so he somebody needed it so i would they would drop me off uh and then i would stand there my dad would get on the bus and leave uh, and i i would uh, uh sell newspapers wow. until like the last bus left and then uh, my mom would pick me up i go home how much money you make i don't even remember yeah but I'm standing out there in the parking lot did, by myself. Did you, did you sit? Did you, did you, that's, yeah, I mean, that, you're right about that. That's, how long was it out there? Like, how many hours? Full, like, like the first, first buses will be, like, like 6 o'clock and then run until uh, 9. Damn. So, three or four hours. Man, it was, they were Selling so, newspapers. Tru- so trustworthy back in the day. I had a little apron on, yeah. collecting money. And no cell phones. And I got money. Yeah. No cell phones. No cell phones. No way to contact no. a kid. None of that. No. It's but, like, hey. You know what to do. Be smart. Yeah. Make good decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Make good decisions. Uh, Where am I, I going to go? Uh, it's yeah. pitch dark out here for crying out loud. That's true, but somebody else could, you know, entice you to do something, you know. Come, Can you imagine? Yeah, you know. I got, like, money on me. I mean, not a yeah, lot. Yeah, money, exactly. I'm, I'm selling newspapers. Oh, man. That thing, it was just a different – there was different parenting back in the day. 100%. Now we're uh, – yeah, now it's more helicopterish. You know, the parents always around. You said shoot back when they uh, went to the Rock Arena festivals in Dallas. Back when I was a teenager, we'd camp overnight. Throw a parking lot uh, in the parking lot of the stadium. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> got to get to the got to get those tickets. That's amazing. Uh, th- that was the '80s way, guys. I went once to see Foreigner concert. Camped out after to buy tickets to Journey. So Carolina Sam. There you go. There. All right, good stuff to start the uh, Tuesday morning. And as we said, you could be outside right now. It's 70 degrees for crying out loud. Uh, getting this thing cranked up. Yeah, as for Texas, what they have to do tonight, they've got to get better performances from their their backcourt. Here it is, Rod. Last three games against Houston, even in the win, the K State, and against. Uh, Kansas on Saturday, Max Aismas against Houston, two for 14 with seven points. Against K-State, three for 10 for eight points. Against Kansas, two for eight for five points. Wow. Yeah, they need more than that. Uh, that's that's uh, yeah. it's a grand total of, of 20 points from your guy in the last three games. He shot seven for 32. That's got to, it's got to improve. I mean, yeah. 
no, you're right you can't about that. win without him putting bucket, you know, putting points on the board. Um, you know, as we said, I think you know what you're getting from Dylan DeSue and Kendall Weaver on a night-by-night basis, but you know, what about the rest? Well, what are the supporting cast going to do? And uh, the thing about Texas Tech is this, is this is one of the surprise teams in the conference, and maybe the surprise team. I'm assuming Grant McCaslin, their first-year head coach, will get um, you know, coach plenty of, of Coach of the Year votes just yeah. because you know, the, the, everybody at the top of the conference was expected to be here. Houston, uh, Kansas, Iowa State, all seen as preseason favorites. And, you know, Baylor. Yep. Well, and here's Texas Tech. Uh, win tonight, and they're sitting right there uh, where they want to be. So, Grant McCaslin coaching his tail off in his first year in Lubbock. Rodney Terry, of course, first full year at Texas. He's having some issues. That's kind of the issues. argument for Mike Gundy winning coach of the year yes. over Sark. It was like, well, Texas was expected to win the conference, and they won the conference. Nobody expected them to have be playing against Oklahoma State. Not at any point, really, during the season, especially after them losing to, was it South Alabama? Yes. Yeah. So I mean that, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not agreeing with that. I'm just saying the same thought process you're, you're saying with the Texas Tech coach. Why? Why he may win Coach of the Year? Yeah, because he's the one that surprised everybody else. Was expected to, you know, be as good as they are right now. Well, of course, Coach Sark was named the uh, Coach of the Year by the AP. Yeah, but the the the, 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 the cover the Big Twelve. And also, no, no. Coach Lee, the coach, you know, in Texas last year in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean, obviously they were reluctant to give it to the, a Texas head coach. So I'm sure that played a role in it as well, but still same thought process behind it. Yeah. Um, uh, he, and Grant McCaslin, of course, came in from North Texas where he, he had coached the Mean Green and coached them up there in the tournament last year. Uh, he's a good coach. Uh, and they, they play a strong brand of basketball on both ends right now. Papa Isaacs is their leading scorer. Uh, I like their point guard a lot that they brought in from West Virginia mm-hmm. uh, who really you know is the floor general. Um, you know, that that, that backcourt matchup is going to be the key uh, to the basketball game tonight. I, Dylan DeSue, I think, will be out. his normal normal self, you know, three-level scorer, but they need more from Max. They need more from Tyrese Hunter if they're going to have a chance in this game. I mean, have a chance if they're going to have a chance to pull the upset tonight. Yeah, no, I mean, it's in, it's going to be a game, I think, where, you know, Rodney Terry's going to have to show he can make some adjustments yeah. um, in, in terms of the lineup uh, with, with Texas Tech, too. So it's going to be a test either way. I mean, <laughs> mentally – on the road, I, I really can't wait to see what the environment is going to be like and to see how Texas plays in that environment. But backcourt play and a fast start to me, I think, are going to be the two keys tonight. And Texas is – I mean, I haven't looked at the latest projections for the tournament. I mean, they're in. They're in the tournament right now, but they can't afford a losing streak. Yeah, and they need – They've lost their last two road games. And, well, they didn't get a single vote in the uh, IEP Top 25 that came out yesterday. They had been right in the back end of that or, you know, getting votes. They didn't got zero vote. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, because on national television, each of the last two Saturdays, they've just been smashed. And so it's like, oh, man. Um, and even yeah. the Monday night game of last week was, ugh. Uh, they beat Kansas State, but by some means pretty. Yeah, so pretty. they're they're not playing their best basketball. And you know, for Rodney Terry last year, you know when he took over the team in, in early early January from Chris Beard, actually in December, but officially took over uh, in in January. They were, they really kicked it in gear here this time of year, right here yep. in February, and uh, when they got, hot. Uh, got hot. when won the Big Twelve tournament, and um, you know, is there some mojo there? Obviously, tonight could be a springboard because you win tonight, you come home, you play Oklahoma. Uh, you still have Oklahoma State. Excuse me, Oklahoma State this weekend. Then it's a trip to Waco, and boy, that game last night, Baylor winning at TCU. I thought that was going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, Baylor held TCU to 52 points. Speaking of yeah. coaching and coaching adjustments, I mean TCU is one of the highest-scoring teams in the yeah. conference, and um, held them to, to just over 50 points. Scott Drew, this is what you do, right? Your teams, you turn the screws yeah, and turn the screws. Your exactly. team gets better and better and better. Tinker and tweak. Um, that's what you so. saw last year with Rodney Terry. This year, it seems like it's going the other way. 
Yeah, um, I just think the he, it, some of the acquisitions that they made in the offseason are underperforming, and Max Hastings is the prime example of it. And they don't really have, like I said, they don't have an identity. Texas doesn't have a brand of basketball they play. And, you know, when they, I think when last year when they hit the hot streak, I mean, that's kind of what they formed. Um, and I think right now the identity is Desu, Um and that can't it can't be it. Well, they had some more than that. They had real mentally mentally tough guys last year, right? Uh, t- Timmy Allen and Marcus Carr. Uh, you know those guys. You know, kicking. You know, obviously, Sir Jabari Rice. Jabari yeah. Rice was with the, the you know the, yeah. one of the the keys. Uh, you could always rely on him. And they played that that you know fundamental brand of defense uh, that was kind of their calling card uh, with those teams. And uh, you know, we'll see. If that's the other part. They don't. I mean, if you're not getting points from Max Aismas and your backcourt's getting outplayed, you also aren't getting stops because each of the last two Saturdays you've given up over 80 points. Gosh, Kansas shot 63 percent. From the field. I mean, gosh, yeah. you're not going to win any basketball games letting a team score six out of every ten baskets that they take. Uh, you know, six out of ten. Uh, that ain't and getting getting wherever they wanted to on the floor. That's just about you know will. That's just about you know defense is effort. Yep. And um, they just they kind of gave in in each of the last two Saturdays in those second halves. So actually, before halftime against Houston and Kansas, oh, we'll yeah, see if was... they can find it tonight. Yeah, and they're tied for fourth right now in the Big 12, I believe, which is still important because the Big 12 tournament, um, I believe, if you're depending on the seating, um, right? There's a, a, a is it a buy for the first? Yes, if you're in the bottom four, four, you have to play first, in that first you round. You have to play in that first round. So there is some incentive for them. I mean, even in the Big 12 play, they got to make a run, and it would be great if they advanced in the Big 12 tournament because hell, that tournament. <laughs> you could argue, I mean, that's going to be the toughest tournament in the country. Hell, that's that. That's essentially is March Madness. I mean, that's tournament play um, for the Longhorns. So um, they're in the tournament right now. They're like I said, all the projections have them in, but they could be bubbleicious if they lose this game versus Tech. All right, we will uh, dive into uh, that game. Also, the uh, Dex Texas baseball team will be in action tonight. We'll get into a little bit of the. Uh, me honors coming in for the Longhorns, but uh, obviously got to get into the NFL where it looks like you're gonna, if you need a running back, you're going to be able to find one on the free agent market yes, from March. We'll dive into that. We'll go behind the burn orange curtain as well. Uh, some what the facts to get to uh, before the end of this first hour. Our five-hour uh, Tuesday conversation just getting warmed up on 101.9 AM 1260, streaming on hornfm.com, and, of course, on the Horn app. Uh, it is Hook'em Up. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. Hook up rolls on on this warm Tuesday morning. Cranking it up with you. Rod will take us behind the burnt orange curtain here coming up. And talking Texas hoops. Uh, Longhorns at Lubbock tonight. It's going to be a raucous environment. Had a texture who lives in Lubbock saying the uh, students have been camping out since Friday. Friday, man. It's now Tuesday. Can you imagine camping out? <laughs> what do you, I don't even understand how, I don't know how, that, how that's done. happened. I, mean, I, I, don't know how I guess if you're out in the woods, you could do that. But I don't know, I don't know man. How that say. That's safe. That's I said. I don't. That's not my thing. Do they rotate people? Like, is it uh, one it of those? Got to be because it's go to bathrooms. So yeah, you got to rotate them alone. Do you well, gotta... I would think you get five or six six dudes. Because I'm assuming. Well, I'm sure there's some save girls your, doing save it. Save your place. Yeah. You... you do tonight. I'll do tomorrow night. You do. You know, you yes. kind of rotate through so we so we stay in our spot. It's definitely got to be a group effort. Got group to effort. Be a team team thing. Yeah, you got to have a team <laughs> when you're doing that. Yeah, because like I said, you get. I mean, you got stuff to do. Go to a class. Well, like I said, you got maybe stuff. not. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, like you said, you got You got stuff you got to do. So I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, I guess once you get your tent set up, then you you got your spot saved, and you can kind of come and go. I guess I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know. It's about five respect. days. It's like uh, un, they kind of respect it. It's like yeah, an rule. Yeah, it's kind of like when you go to ACL yeah. Fest and you you get your chairs down. You get that's yeah. my spot now. You it's get not your, my get spot, your put, plant your flag. You can go as you please. Little, yeah, yeah. You got your spot saved. Okay. Put your blanket out. Get your yeah. chairs there. That's my spot. It's kind of a line. I get. I get that. People yeah. step on your blanket, but it's your chairs. They'll leave them alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody come over with your chairs, and then you got to yeah, fight. Take my chairs. You yeah, got to fight some. Yeah, that's right. Somebody knock over your chairs and take. That's right. That's, it's that's right. Different discussion. So we'll see. Can the Longhorns knock somebody over tonight? Becomes the question. Play some defense. Find a win. Uh, we'll go behind the BOC coming up. Uh, Rod, no surprise, but uh, Adam Schefter, full of reports yesterday on the NFL. Uh, running back market, going to be a bumper crop uh, come free agency if you need a back. Yeah. I so mean, uh, some good, of the bad. Good news for the Cowboys. It is, because they need one. They need a running back. Because uh, yeah. Tony Pollard's going to be on the market. I guess there's a chance they could bring Tony Pollard back on a – because if you look at in this market, mm. Tony Pollard's way down the list of, yeah. of, of backs people are going to want to go after. Um, I mean, when you when you have an opportunity at Saquon Barkley, who we talked about the Texans interested in, and maybe he's interested in the Texans. Chargers expected to be interested with uh, in Saquon Barkley with uh, Jim Harbaugh. Oh yeah. Uh, now in L.A., uh, Cowboys. You know, if they can get their cap under under control, would have to be interested in Saquon. Uh, but we'll see. Derrick Henry. Uh, older, the oldest of the backs that's going to be on the market. Josh Jacobs uh, led the NFL in rushing just a couple oh, seasons it's, ago. It's a plentiful running back market. And Austin Eckler is a real good player. I mean, Austin Eckler. Yeah. Oh, you know, he's a he's a great player. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good running back. He, he's just a, he's just a running back. I mean, and all of them are approaching that age. Well, and as we've talked oh, yeah. about, because of Jonathan Brooks' injury, the Texas running back is a very thin market in the draft. I mean, Blake yeah. Corum of Michigan. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Brooks, who you don't know when he's going to be healthy, look like the uh, the top two backs. But at the same time, so if you need a back, free agency is going to be your spot. Probably, probably not the draft, especially there, an immediate impact back. And there won't be a running back drafted in the first round uh, because Jonathan Brooks is the top running back on most people's boards. And Jonathan Brooks, you know, he, he right now is being projected in the second round and won't work out and won't be able to. There was good news that he is going to be ready for training camp, though. Um, that he'll, you know, he'll be healthy enough for training camp potentially. So that is good news. And I don't assume a team will rush him, whoever gets him. That's why the Cowboys and Jonathan Brooks, even though it does make some sense if they can get him in the second round, they need, they would have to get another back too, to make sure they they got to address it in free agency. Yeah, yeah they and, need a yes, a, they need a starter immediately. Honestly, the the Texans and the the Cowboys are both in the market for running backs. Big time, big time. Both, both the Texans and the Cowboys need running backs. Well, if you assume that Damian Pierce is not long for the Texans, as we've talked about, because he just didn't fit in last year with the new offense, Damian Pierce as a rookie uh, out of Florida was really good uh, in year one. But last year, whether it was you know scheme fit or just how he took to that zone blocking scheme just didn't happen. Um, you know, it was, it was uh, Devin Singletary who became their, their lead running back. Uh, he is a free agent as well. I mean, he's going to be on this crop of backs. Yeah. He signed just a one-year deal with Houston, as did Dalton Schultz and some other guys down there. So, yeah, this will be interesting. As far as Jonathan Brooks, you know, uh, the connection to the Cowboys, their team orthopedist did his surgery. Yeah. Like, their team doctor did his surgery. So, they have, you know, he knows what was, was going on in that knee. They have reports that they feel real confident that it's going to be a full, you know, full recovery. He'll be ready to roll, and maybe by, by training camp. So, the Cowboys, again, linked to, uh, to Jonathan Brooks in that capacity. Uh, so we'll see. But the um, you know, Cowboys need a back. Houston needs a back. And Saquon Barkley is the name you keep hearing. Saquon, and yes, you know, Aaron Wilson reported that Saquon Barkley has contacted the pl- some of the players on the Texas the Texans roster. That includes C.J. Stroud, and they've followed each other on social media. Uh, but there is 
mutual interest. I think from the players, I don't know if he was talking about the front office of the Texans, but that means Saquon at least is interested. Yeah. Um, he's going to the Texans. And why wouldn't he be? Yeah, and he's desperate to go play on a good team with a good quarterback, right? Yep. He's been, since being the uh, the second pick of the draft, Oh man, he's he's just been on bad teams. Pretty behind much. Behind bad offensive lines with yeah. bad quarterback play. Several different coaches have rolled through there since he's been there. I mean, you got to look at it and say, man, I'd love to go play with C.J. Stroud and uh, uh, what they've got going down in Houston or, you know, even the Cowboys yep. uh, in his own division. Um, and, and, of mm-hmm. course, you know, if the if, if the reports out of the West Coast are true that uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, is big on Saquon because they want to run the rock, right? We, when when asked recently what you what you what do you do to help Justin Herbert, he said, "Run the ball. We're going to run the football. <laughs> That's what yeah. we're going to do." And I mean, G- Jim it's Harbaugh. Like, speaking of team identities, you know what Jim Harbaugh is going to do. You know Harbaugh style of football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and honestly, the Chargers have been missing that really. They really haven't had a true identity under Staley or. In, and Lynn or any of the coaches before that. Yep. And I think that's what the, you, you know what you get and that brand of football with Jim Harbaugh. And I, honestly, I, I think for the, the Texans and the Cowboys, finding that running back is going to be key to their brand of football for the Cowboys. I mean, that, that hurts you late in the year, not having a bell cow running back or at least a, a, a running back who you can kind of build your running game around. They didn't really have that guy because Tony Pollard just – didn't have the same explosivity. It was amazing. Or, or, you, you know, typical for Cowboys, but, you know, you when Zeke Elliott was the lead running back, every time you put Tony Pollard on the field, he was a big play waiting to happen, right? He would just explode through the line. You're like, oh, yeah. my gosh, this guy should be our starter and really became the starter even when Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott became the goal line back and the short yardage back. Uh, then this year, when when pressed into being the lead back, just never looked that explosive yeah. or yeah. as explosive as he was. Was it the injury in the playoff game the January previous uh, can he get back to that? It's gonna be that's why they're you know he's gonna be down the list of free agents on this market right now. I totally when agree. they open up. And, no, I remember Skip Pete saying the running back coach for the Cowboys that he said there's a difference between you know a a a fast car like a, a Ferrari or you know a Lamborghini and a and a, an old school sedan. <laughs> he said you know that he said Tony Pollard's more like the the Lamborghini and the Ferrari. He said that, you know you gotta you can't wear them out. All right, they they're not workhorses. He said he's a guy. Take it out on the weekends. Yeah, exactly. All right, you don't. Know, it's not your car. You go go to work in every damn day. No, that's not your work car. That's the car. Yeah, exactly. Right. You kind of it's a complimentary uh, car to your lifestyle, and that's what Tony Pollard. That's what he claims. I'm not saying me. That's what he claims Tony Pollard was. And then Zeke was more the guy you can wear down. He's that old school sedan. You drive to work every damn day. So that's the, you know, that's kind of the difference. And I think, you know, they kind of wore Tony Pollard down with a, with, without a complimentary back that could be a change of pace back with him. And they, they needed to have that with Tony Pollard. I don't think Tony Pollard is your bell cow workhorse running back. And everybody needs one of those guys that you're just kind of going to you know, you're gonna wear down. And that's why nobody wants to pay him. You rent running backs. You don't buy them. That's right. <laughs> this text says, Saquon Barkley is a flat-out bust. Well, look, he's been in the league since 2018. He was a f- fabulous as a rookie, had over 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns, his rookie campaign. Uh, then another 1,000-yard season followed it. Then an injury plague to 2020 and 2021. But he bounced back in 2022, Rod, ahead of last season where he had, gosh, 1,700 total yards, scored 10 touchdowns. He really was the Giants' offense. Of course, they won a, went to the playoffs that year and beat the Vikings in a playoff game, and that's when he got the franchise tag. Last year, he didn't get to 1,000 yards, but the question with a guy like Saquon is, is it the team? I mean, is it, it, it just feels like he's the only, only weapon that they have, which is 
It's the National Football League. You're going to be able to take that away when you need to against good teams. I think it's the, their offensive line, too. They played a ton of combina- different combinations on the O-line. Even that year they made the playoffs, they were shuffling the O-line a ton. Yeah. Uh, the Texans won't do that. The Texans at least will have some consistency and continuity on the offensive line. They've built that. They've invested in, in the draft, uh, you know, in, in free agency. They found ways to solidify their O-line. But I do worry that because there are some numbers that suggest that we can get into this. And I guess Rod ran at one point that Saquon isn't a great elite zone runner and they want to run a zone scheme. You could you could make the argument that you should go after a running back that you know is a great zone. Kind of the one cut guy, right? Yes. Uh, All right. We'll talk more about that. Derrick Henry, where his place might be in this free agent crop and where he may land. We'll talk about it coming up. Obviously, that'll happen in mid-March. NFL Combine will be uh, start on Thursday in Indianapolis. But right now, it's time to go behind the burnt orange curtain. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, let's get into uh, some NFL Combine draft discussion. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah, uh, and we'll get into uh, Daniel Jeremiah's top 50. He has his latest top 50 out. Um, and if we had time, we'll hit my man C.J. Vogel's article on, on TexasFootball.com. It was pretty good. Uh, but Daniel Jeremiah's top 50, uh, that's his overall, you know, basically big board, top 50 prospects in all of the uh, NFL draft. He's got Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison as one and two. He's got Romeo Dunze. He loves Romeo Dunze as his number three overall prospect and Malik Neighbors at four. Crazy thing about that, Malik Neighbors is fast rising up draft boards right now, and people have him contending with Marvin Harrison Jr. as the top receiver on a lot of boards. Uh, but that's his, and he's got Drake May at five. That's, you know, that's his uh, top five in his top 50 uh, prospects. He's got Jane Daniels all the way down at six. Uh, the first Longhorn, of course, as always, is Byron Murphy. That's consistent. It seems to be the case no matter what big board you're looking at and no matter what uh, top 50 ranking or you're looking at. He's number 22 for Daniel Jeremiah, overall prospect number 22 um, for for Daniel Jeremiah. Um, I believe um, Daniel Jeremiah's got him as the second D tackle overall on his board. He's got uh, A.D. Mitchell at 33, right outside the first round, which is where a lot of teams have him. I think it's all about what he runs in the 40-yard dash. If he he shows straightaway speed, um, teams, that's going to confirm what they've seen on film with his size and his hands, and I think he sneaks into the back of the first round. Uh, Darren Jeremiah's got, uh, I believe he ends up with six receivers in in his last – Mock draft ended up with like six uh, receivers. Mel Kuyper's mock draft ended up with seven receivers in the first round. A.D. Mitchell was one of them, but that I don't know about his latest mock draft, uh, but he was one of them. So it's it's at the point where you're gonna you're gonna see potentially. 12 to 14 receivers potentially taken in the first two rounds of this draft. It is a really deep wide receiver draft. I mean, they're talking about Xavier Worthy, you know, being a second round pick. Speaking of Xavier Worthy on here, um, he is uh, 41st among his top 50 prospects, which essentially has him landing right there in the in the second round. And, and there are a lot of teams and a lot of um, scouts that have 
Xavier Worthy graded out as a first-round pick. Matt Miller even said he's got him graded out as a first-round pick. But um, top 50 prospects overall, Daniel Jeremiah's got him going. Uh, well, he's got him at 40, 41. The reason that top 50 is different than the draft, there could be a run on wide receivers. There's a run on wide receivers. Then teams could get desperate, and they start drafting even more wide receivers. <laughs> um, and there's easily going to be three wide receivers taken in the top 10. There'll be... Marvin Harrison Jr., Romo Dunze, and Malik Neighbors, they'll be taken in the top 10. Once that happens, you'll probably see teams draft more and more wide receivers if they need them or if they see those guys as just high-level talents. JT Sanders is 46 in the top 50 ranking for Darren Jeremiah, which puts him in the second round. Uh, I I thought there was a chance he could sneak into the first round, and I still think he can, but I see, I've seen mocks and big boards that have Brock Bowers dropping a little bit. Um, Daniel Jeremiah's got Brock Bowers as the seventh overall prospect. If Brock Bowers drops, that'll drop JT. It's just that's kind of the natural order of things. He's the top tight end on the board. If he's taken really early, the Chargers at, what, five or something like that, which is where they are, then that's really good for JT because the team that wants a really – good tight end there's a big drop off in this draft between Brock Bowers JT and JT and the rest of the tight end class so that's good news for him uh, if he's if Brock Bowers is taking early but right now I believe Dan Jeremiah has missed his seventh prospect on his top 50 board so um, those are the Longhorns I said so he's got four Longhorns in his uh, top 50 yeah and um, yeah, he doesn't have, yeah, he doesn't have Tavondre Sweat. Yeah. Well. I'm a little surprised by that. He didn't have Tavondre Sweat in his top 50. I think he did have him in his previous top 50. Um, yeah, he was number 48, actually, in his last top 50. Um, and he dropped him out. So I don't, yeah, I don't know what that, like I said, Mel Kuyper said this past weekend that, he really likes Devondre Sweat and might have him as the top D tackle on the board. And here, Daniel Jeremiah has has him outside the top fifty prospects. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll certainly follow it, and obviously, we'll see how it shuffles and changes after the combine, which is coming up this week, uh, Thursday through Monday. And uh, of course, eleven Longhorns will be taking their uh, underwear Olympics fun oh, man. measurables and all those things. We'll start hearing about hand size and. Uh, yeah, wingspan and silly short shuttles and that kind of stuff. We all, you know, all the, the they'll do the bench press. I bet you Tavander does pretty good in the bench. He, he throwing should. up that throwing up that, uh, they that wanna, weight. They want to see him. Speaking of weight, that's what they want to see from Tavander. Yeah, what does he so, weigh in at? What does he weigh in at? They want to see him uh, three fifty, three fifty five between three fifty and three fifty five. I think is totally acceptable if he's below. 350, then that'll be a miracle, I think. But I think between that, that puts him at a 10 pound, 10 to 12 pound loss um, between the senior bowl where he played. Well, we don't know what he played at, but we assume it was like 365. That's his play. That's his playing weight. But they want to see him, I think, at 350, yeah. 355. We shall see. Yeah. That all comes to, uh, starts Thursday in Indianapolis through the weekend, the TV show that is the NFL Scouting Combine. Uh, we will pick this up on the other side with some What the Facts before the top of the hour. Rod will have his first rant of a Tuesday uh, coming up after the uh, top of the hour in our 7 o'clock hour. Talking Texas basketball, Texas baseball, Texas women up to number three in the polls now. How about that? Rick Schaefer's team on the rise for sure. We're talking about all those things on a Tuesday. I'll hook him up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Hook them up. 
1260, The Horn. Welcome up with Ian Rodby on a Tuesday. It is uh, time for What the Facts. And uh, according to this, Rod Babers, Ranker.com. Ranker.com says that The Office is the funniest television show of all time. The Office, um, as voted by the people on Ranker.com. It, it, could, it, it could be because it, it involves a lot of different types of people. Whether you're talking about ethnicities, whether you're talking about you know people who uh, you know big bone people, you know what I mean, round shouldered, round shouldered folks, whatever you want to call it, or you know people, who, uh, you know, it's it's it got uh, my man Oscar representing like the LGBTQ community, <laughs> all right? You got that, you you know what I mean? You, it just it where, has, where does it rank on your favorite? All time uh, it's, it's in the top five. It's in the top five. And that's the beauty of it because it has so many different types of people. They were able to hit so many different types of jokes, right? They were able to hit all the hit all the angles, right? They can hit the they can go the race angle with jokes. They could go with the gay angle with jokes. Uh Dwight Schrute was his own kind of, you know, funny, quirky character. They you know, I think that's why they were able to kind of push the boundary. A little bit, because Michael Scott these days you can't. I mean, he wouldn't even be allowed to make a TV show. Yeah, a lot of stuff that Steve Carell did as Michael Scott is unacceptable. I mean, they're the that's what made it so funny. <laughs> that's funny. what made it so funny. But like I said, it's that's why they were able to push the boundaries. It's, it's interesting that yeah. they had him number one. Yeah, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, number two on the list according to Ranker.com. That's Ty's favorite. Did you know that's one of the longest running shows on still television? going? And it's it's not the longest. Is it the long? Well, I think the longest is uh, the Simpsons. The Simpsons or something like that. Yeah. Which is number six on the list. It's like by the, the Simpsons. Way. Well, non like, non animated, like like hey, Ty, sitcom series. Like sitcoms the longest. Sitcom is definitely got to be. The Tell longest. me the uh, the plot of that. Like, was I've never seen one episode of it. It's always sunny. I don't oh, understand really? how you've never seen. I know. I, um, I mean, it's just a it's a gang of of, of guys and one girl, and they kind of just get up to. Get up the hijinks, essentially. I don't know. It's way funnier than The Office, in my opinion. The Office is great. Way funnier than. But very different. It's way more uh, uh, grunge. It's raunchy. Raunchy, yeah. It's raunchy. Danny DeVito um, makes it. Yeah I, don't, yeah. I don't know if I'm way funnier. I mean, different types of comedy. You get different strokes for different folks. I don't know if I'd say it's way funnier. They, way they funnier? test the limits of what they can and can't do more than The Office does. Uh, that that is that is true. That is true. And tell me yeah. what channel it's on. That's it. FX. 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 See, that's they, what it is. I don't even know where FX is. And they TV. haven't they haven't lost any cast members at either. They, you know, the office went through the transition of losing Michael Scott and then kind of having yeah, to reinvent that itself. Over, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, it wasn't, but I mean, come on. It, yeah, yeah. Dennis, exactly. Dennis was gone for a little bit, for like three, four episodes of a season. Okay. But I think the the reason why they have stayed together is a lot of the cast members are actually married and went into the to the show okay. when it started, yeah. either dating or married. So They're it's together. it's a very tight knit uh, family, I'd say. I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, we'll have some more fun with that throughout it's the course of the morning. But that's Ranker.com says the Office number one. We'll take your favorite all time sitcom and uh, maybe what you're what you're take, take, taking in right now as we're waiting for football season to return. What do you have, Rod? And what the facts? Um, Seinfeld's got to be in the discussion too. It's got to be. I think so too. It's got to be in discussion. It's been. It, it, there are so many Seinfeld, like the Seinfeldis, Seinfeldisms that that are out there. They're just little terms that we still use from that TV show. It was so influential. So I'll throw it out there too. Also top five. Uh, okay, let's get into uh, this little factoid. How about this? You know Jerome Tang now 
13 and 0 in overtime games as a head coach. Ooh. 13 and 0 in overtime. After K State won in overtime, not with 94 to 90. He is now 13 and 0 in overtime as a head coach. The BYU over the weekend. Isn't that funky? That is a that's a crazy random the man's fact. Just, man's money in OT. He's money in overtime. It's crazy. Uh, I got another factoid Give too. Give it to me. Um, okay, so how about this? Uh, Devon Valet. He is a wide receiver from Utah coming out in the draft. Um, he basically he is officially the oldest wideout um, since 2011 by a full year. He's 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 a year and a half older than Justin Jefferson. He's coming out in the draft. Just because you're going to get these older guys who've been in college now, because that extra year of eligibility, been out there a long time. Um, yeah, so he, he, older players, period, which the NFL usually doesn't like, but at least now you get thorough evaluations on guys. Uh, we told you a little bit this yesterday, but it's something to keep an eye on as we look forward to the NFL League year opening in March coming out of the Combine. Uh, they announced over the weekend, right, or going into the weekend, that the salary cap in 2024 will be $255.4 million, yeah. which is up uh, from the projections. It was up from 200. They, they, the people were thinking it was going to be 240 to 245. 255.4. It's an unprecedented $30 million increase per club. And according to this, uh, you know, fact, the cap, the, the rise of the cap is a result of the full payment of the amounts of advanced that were advanced by the clubs and deferred by the players during COVID, the COVID pandemic, as well an extraordinary increase in media revenue for 2024. Media extraordinary revenue. increase in media revenue. Does that include uh, the gambling stuff? Uh, well, I think no. I think it's mostly the uh, Amazon game. Uh, that they're paying for the Thursday night game and then the the Peacock stream game and the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's just you know the 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 the, 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 the payments are rising. Yeah. Oh, well, they're paying more money for it. Made more and more money. So uh, each team will have two hundred and fifty five point four million dollars to uh, to stay within as far it's as the salary cap goes. But up thirty million year yeah. over year. I mean, it's the number one TV show in America. We can't get enough of it. I mean, we're addicted to the NFL. As a country, <laughs> I believe that's true. It, I mean, we really do. We like. Well, we're talking about the combine right now. The combine. Then we'll be talking about the draft, uh, free agency in the NFL will be a topic of discussion. So yeah, I mean, it's we keep up with all the characters <laughs> uh, says, from uh, the teams and the players. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing that you like. How many baseball players can you name on a team not named the Rangers or Astros, no, right? But, but, yeah. NFL, you pretty much can go starting lineups for a lot of people well, across the league. Well, the because the second most popular TV show in America, or one of them, is college, college football. football yeah. Yeah. So well, just then going fantasy football, football, you get to know the rosters it, and the it, teams. You link it all. Yeah. Oh, man. It's got it going on. Okay, uh, this says, being on FX does give you more freedom than the networks. Is why it's Always Sunny works so well. This says, Always Sunny is hilarious. The crazy hijinks pushes the boundaries. Always Sunny's the best, it says. The office will always being in the same setting made it tiresome for me to watch. Uh, that is true. They tried to switch it up, but you're right. For the most part, oh, they were in the office. I mean, it's called the office. Yeah, they go down to the warehouse, but I mean, it's called the office. Yeah, you're right. You're in the office. You know, <laughs> you're in the office. They probably want to show you how you know annoying it is to always be in the office. One hour down, four to go on Hook 'em Up. Rod's got a rant coming up. We'll get the headlines you need to have coming up, including that running back conversation in the national. Football League will take center stage next month. It's Hook'em Up, rolling on on a Tuesday.